the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Giving you reason in the age of unreason. Always right radio with Bob France and the answer. Okay, it's 936. Good morning. Thanks for being with us on Always Right Radio, AM 1420. The answer, we're going to come back to the story about the Ohio Amendment uh, that we are all going to decide on to our Constitution on November 7th. But now let's dive back into uh, the first family of crime. And I use that a little bit flippantly, but it is also rather serious. They are the first family of the United States, and to me, they are engaged in multiple, multiple crimes. The Biden family, family that is. A couple of days ago, I got a tip from a listener who called to tell me about uh, this substack by Mike McCormick. Uh, its uh, headline or its title is um, Midnight in the Laptop of Good and Evil, uh, which is pretty doggone accurate, I would say. And uh, he said you should really read this and learn a little bit about uh, the Chief Deputy Attorney General in Delaware's Department of Justice, Alexander Mackler, his ties to uh, to uh, a uh, new special investigator, special prosecutor in the Hunter Biden case, David Weiss, and more. So I did, and I said, yeah, we got to talk to this uh, Mr. McCormick. So joining me now on AM 1420, the answer is uh, the writer, and I'll let you tell him a little bit more about himself, of this very important uh, information that is being shared. Mike McCormick. Mike, thank you for the time this morning. I appreciate you coming on. How are you, sir? I'm great, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. So, um yeah, let's let's start with an introduction, Mike. Uh, tell people your background before we get into the specifics of what you wrote on your Substack, which I found very compelling. Uh, tell us who you are. Well, I uh, am a former White House stenographer. I worked for Joe Biden as his stenographer. I also worked for uh, for his vice president's stenographer. I also worked for Mike Pence as a stenographer, and I worked for Dick Cheney as a stenographer. So, from 2002 to 2018. I worked in the White House press office, sitting in between what the press said to the president or the vice president and what they said back, and I recorded it and re- transcribed it for an official White House um, transcript. And so I traveled with them. I traveled with Joe Biden to China. I traveled with him to Russia, Ukraine, all around the world. And I left the office, uh, and I started writing the Substack when I realized that Joe Biden was not only the president, but he's deeply corrupt. And I got a hold of the Hunter Biden laptop through Marco Polo. Um, it's an uh, anti-corruption non nonprofit. And a guy named Garrett Ziegler called me up and he said, hey, you should have this. You know a lot about these guys. So I've been digging into it, and that's what goes in my substack. And I have evidence right now in the archives of my substack that will, that will lead to Joe Biden's impeachment. And that's the goal of Substack, to present the evidence that will lead to Joe Biden's impeachment and uh, bring the other people that were alongside him to justice in this conspiracy. And it's vast, and it's pretty dark. Well, uh, I can tell that by reading your Substack, and uh, and I want to get into some of the specifics of that. But before we do, tell me, when you were working as a stenographer in the White House, um, were you... 
any any antenna raised on you, uh, um, things that seemed odd, any red flags? Did you have any idea at the time that the corruption you are now reporting on and you think could be enough to bring down the presidency, did you have any sense at that time, or were you was this all kind of observed after the fact? Not at the time. You know, the way the press handled him, and let's, let's be honest, handled Barack Obama mostly, but Joe Biden was largely the work. But the way the White House press handled them was they just gave them carte blanche to do and say pretty much wherever they wanted with very little pushback. And so it wasn't until after I got out of the White House and I started looking into some of this goofy stuff that Biden had said and done over the years. I wrote a book called Joe Biden Unauthorized on the 2020 crack of the Democratic Party. That came out the, the week that they shut down everything for COVID. So it didn't get a lot of, it didn't get a lot of attention until later in the year. And by then it was too late. Um, once I got the laptop, once I got into the Hunter Biden laptop, what I do is I take my knowledge of where Joe Biden was, when I was with him, what he was talking about. And I look in the laptop and look at the email traffic between Hunter and his colleagues. And I put together the crimes that are there, the evidence that's there. Okay. So that's a, that's a lot of information. Let's try to work our way through this little by little here. And I want to start with what you where you started. Obviously, first you declare, as you just did to me, that this could lead to, and you believe will lead to the investigate the impeachment of Joe Biden in an investigation of Weiss and Alexander Mackler. You tell the story of uh, a telephone call on uh, the tenth of August earlier this month. Tell us what that's about. Okay, so the tenth of August, I called the uh, judges' chambers, Judge Norieka was in charge of the Hunter Biden um, plea deal. And I had sent her a letter on or about July 31st. And I said, look, I'm an interested third party. She had put out a notice from her um, chambers after one of these uh, plea deal arguments saying, I'll hear from anybody, any lawyer who's involved in this and any interested third party in my chambers. So I sent her a letter and I said, I'm a witness to a Joe Biden crime. I've told the FBI about it. They haven't contacted me. I've sent information and evidence to uh, Delaware uh, U.S. Attorney Weiss. He hasn't contacted me about it. Here's what happened. It took place in Delaware on April 12, 2014. It involved Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and his brother um, in this conversation that they were establishing a kickback scheme with Burisma Holdings, the natural gas conglomerate in in uh, Ukraine, and they did it around. To, to be clear, Mike, game. to be to be clear, you said those exact words to the clerk of Judge Noriega. I, I sent that in the letter, and then and when the I month. called back to the when I called back on August tenth, I said, "Did you get the letter?" Yes, we got the letter, and then um, I said, "I have further information. It's come to my attention." Alexander Mackler, who was working for U.S. Attorney David Weiss, was an email was in an email chain with Hunter Biden and others on the day on this April twelfth. I think he was at this meeting. And what was uh, what was the clerk's response? You, you write that she just gave you a hmm, as if what she's contemplating it, or hmm, she's blowing it off. I think they were contemplating it, and I think that they, and I said, look, I just want the judge to know. She said, okay, thank you, and I said, thanks, and that was it. That that's, was it. I mean, that's all I can do. You know, I didn't know what the judge was going to do. 
But the next day, um, and, but the next day, Attorney General Garland, that's when he elevated Weiss to special counsel status. That's exactly right. I don't know if that had anything to do with my call to the chambers or not. I don't know if she took that information and didn't do anything with it or did something with it. I don't know. What did you think when you learned that on August 11th, that, that suddenly, you know, you just literally reported all of this to, um, to the judge about the case that Weiss is handling and this, this, this deal, this plea agreement that he had made for Hunter Biden, which is essentially, and of course, we found out since then that originally there were going to be no charges at all. And then they were going to go ahead and bring the charges, but give him the sweetheart plea deal. Then you find out he's now the special counsel. What did you think? Oh, that was just a stonewall move that the DOJ did. That's just Merrick Garland putting another obstacle in front of this investigation that ties Joe Biden into it. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, man, now what do we do? And so I went public and said, "This is." I wrote the Substack, and I'm telling you, and we're talking about it now. And the public's finding what? out about it. Mike, tell me, we're talking to Mike McCormick. If you just turned us on, this is a fascinating uh, story uh, and, and, and an inside look maybe at, at, at some of the some of the corruption that we have long alleged uh, with the Biden administration, or many of us have alleged with the Biden administration, and particularly going back to his years as vice president, as being investigated by the Oversight Committee and Judiciary Committee, among others. You um, basically have have suggested that you're a material witness to all of this. You have a ton of evidence gathered from the laptop. You have put the pieces together. You, it goes back to some of the things you recall from your time as a stenographer working in the Obama White House. My question to you is, why have you not been on the radar, or maybe you have and I don't know it, of Jim Jordan, of James Comer, and those who are um, you know, leading the investigations into everything Biden? What I can tell you in, in, to answer your question is I have nothing to report on that at this time. At this time. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that that way. Um, let's talk about... Um Let's talk about the Biden laptop, and let's talk about Joe's aliases. This is just kind of coming to light now. We're finding out that there were over 5,000 aliases or emails involving aliases uh, that Joe Biden used to, to communicate. Um, you have knowledge of those and, and what they mean. Can you explain that? Well, that's right. So I got the laptop, and I did a search for one of the aliases, robinware456 at gmail.com. And a whole bunch of uh, emails popped up, but I, I know to look at the date. And so I looked at the dates, and there was one in particular that caught my eye. April 11, 2014, that's 10 days before Joe Biden went to Ukraine. I was on the plane with him when he went to Ukraine, April 21st, 22nd, in 2014. So I looked at this email, and what happened was it was actually an email that wasn't delivered. It was said undeliverable. But I clicked on it. It was undelivered for Hunter Biden's sister's address, but it went to Robin Ware 456, Joe Biden. It went to Jill Biden. It went to Bo Biden. It went to Hallie Biden. And it said, hey, these are Maisie. This is the schedule for Maisie's basketball game. You're going to be at the Wilmington Police Athletic League tomorrow. The Police Athletic League was six miles from Joe Biden's house. He loves his granddaughter, loves his family. This is Hunter Biden telling him, we're coming up to the basketball tournament. Come and watch with us. This is the day that later, this is April, so the, the next day, April 12, 2014, is when this basketball tournament occurs. That's when Mackler writes this email. There later in that day, after Mackler writes this email, and the email was particularly, the subject was about 
the uh, presidential election, securing the presidential election in Ukraine. There was a guy in Ukraine who was a Joe Biden operative at the time named Ted Kaufman, and he did a speech there. And so Mackler took the YouTube video of it and sent it to Hunter Bo and a guy named Eric Schwerin. Eric Schwerin was a colleague of Hunter Biden's. He's about to be interviewed by the Oversight Committee. And if they ask him these three questions, Joe Biden gets impeached. And the questions are, when you receive that email from uh, Alexander Mackler, did you know that Joe and Hunter were in um, Wilmington talking about Burisma Holdings? And when you received that email, did you know Alexander Mackler was with them? And when Alexander Mackler was part of the investigation into the Biden, uh, into Hunter Biden's business deals, did you know that he was stifling investigation? Those three questions. And if he answers them honestly, I think the, the Biden, the Biden presidency is over. Well, you obviously, yeah, you obviously just hit it. You know, if he answers them honestly, he will deny, of course, knowledge of all of those things. And I want to back up, and this may sound petty, but I just, uh, and, and maybe I should know this, but I don't. How do we know for certain Robinware 456 is Joe, that Jill.Tracy2 is Jill Biden, that uh, 261 Penn was Bo Biden, and Hallie's is the only one, according to what you wrote, um, that actually has her name as her email address is Hallie Biden? Great question, smart question, and here's how. I worked in the Biden. Uh, I worked in the Biden White House. There's an e- when I searched for that. There's also an email sent by his photographer, who was on a trip to Africa with um, Joe Biden's granddaughter Finnegan and Jill Biden, and he sent it to Robin Ware four five six pictures of that trip. And I have independent knowledge that this photographer was on that trip at that time. And, he, you know, the email says, sir, here's pictures of Finnegan and Jill in such and such place in Africa. I have independent knowledge that he was there and he would have sent that. That, to me, is, is a corroboration. Okay. Uh, that That's important to know. Um, before we, we move on um, into Judge Norieka and, and where all of this went and where it goes, um, what is your understanding of Barack Obama's knowledge of any of this, of the kickback scheme? Um, I've, I have heard and read some folks more on the down low than really out there shouting it that big guy actually doesn't reference Joe Biden. It might reference Barack Obama because the big guy might be getting a cut of this, too, if he knows that this is going on in his White House with his vice president, that he's if he's knowledgeable of this, he's going to have to be getting a cut of this, too. Do you, do you have any evidence or any suspicion or whatever that, that Obama knew what was going on, or was he completely... Uh, in the dark. Obama knew what was going on. He was covering up for it. He had other members of his administration covering up for it. I don't think he was getting a cut of it. The big guy is most certainly Joe Biden. Okay. Um, so this April 12th date, this is, they go to this basketball game. Um, Mackler sends us email. And then later that evening, there is a press release that's put out by the White House hey, Joe Biden's going to Ukraine, and he's going to talk about energy security, which helps Burisma, and he's going to talk about um, securing the presidential election. That comes out at 6 p.m. Mackler sent his email at about 4.30. So Mackler knew before this information was public what they were talking about. That night, Hunter Biden sends a 22-point email to Devin Archer. It's a strategy email for how they're going to work with Burisma. 
and he's talking about my guy in the email. That's Joe. L- earlier that day, Hunter and um, Devin Archer had arranged and confirmed the meeting at Joe Biden's West Wing office on April 16th, 2014. And uh, Devin Archer just confirmed that in his interview with the Oversight Committee people, mm-hmm. that he was there and Hunter was there and Joe was there. That morning... April 16, 2014, David Axelrod went to Naval Observatory, this is in the White House visitor logs, to visit Joe Biden for breakfast. To me, that's very strange, and I wrote about that in my book. And I was like, why is he there? He doesn't like Joe Biden. Why would he get up in the morning to go see Joe Biden? So Obama sent Axelrod there to meet him. Later that night, the same night, April 16th, Obama and Joe Biden have a long limousine ride together in the presidential limousine in western pennsylvania they did a um, an event in uh, like a community college and they're driving from that community college back to the pittsburgh airport and there's a selfie that joe biden took i'm in the presidential limousine with barack obama this is the same day that hunter and and devin archer were in the white house and they end that night with joe and barack having a long personal very secure conversation in the back of the limousine, uh, Barack Obama knew all about it. And there's a lot more evidence in my substack um, that, that let, shows yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about evidence for a moment here, because I was wondering if you were going to say what you just did, and that is that you know what they talked about in the back of the limousine in this very secure setting. How? How does anybody know what two of president and a vice president in the back of the limousine on a long ride to a community college in western Pennsylvania, how do you know what they discussed? No idea what they discussed, but that means that uh, Barack Obama should be called to testify in a hearing about what what was it that you discussed. You know, this is a significant day. Later that month, um, Attorney General Eric Holder was sent overseas to England to sort of put a face on, uh, we're looking into corruption in, in Ukraine. There's this terrible company called Burisma. They, we've frozen $23 million of a money transfer they had set up, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Well, that was just a play act for the, for the press, because that $23 million wound up going back to Burisma later that year. So Holder knew what was going on. And this is really weird. On May 9th, 2014, so this is before Hunter Biden is named as publicly named as being a board member of Burisma. And Burisma's specialty in Ukraine was fracking. Um, John Podesta walks out into the White House briefing room and does a huge presentation about how much the Obama administration loves fracking. There's a video of it, and he talks about it's good for the economy, it's good for jobs, it's good for our economic growth, and fracking generates more natural gas, which is better for the environment. It's a better environmental choice than it's part of our all-of-the-above energy program. He was doing that to get the White House press used to the idea that fracking is good because Hunter Biden was about to be uh, ex- exposed as being part of this board. They knew that was coming. Mike, um, again, for those who just turned it on, we only have a couple of minutes left here. We need a lot more time that we just don't have, and we're going to have to probably reschedule to do that because I'm fascinated by this. Mike McCormick is uh, is a former White House stenographer in the Obama White House, the Biden, uh, the Biden vice presidency. His uh, Substack uh, is uh, is phenomenal. M McCormick. M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K, M-McCormick, uh, uh, dot substack.com. 
and he's writing about midnight in the laptop of good and evil. Um, Mike, are you concerned as a material witness to all of this, somebody who has a con- the contents of the laptop, you are sharing the receipts, as they say, by, by screenshots on your Substack. You have a ton of evidence that you think could bring down the Biden presidency, that you actually predict will eventually do that. Are you concerned at all about your safety, Mike? No, I'm not at all. You know, one of the, the pin the pin Substack that I have in there is it's at the top of my Substack archive. Um, God is my editor. Yeah, I you know I find these things and I didn't I didn't look for them. They just kind of appear and I see them and I'm like, oh, I know what that is. I think I'm getting direction, divine intervention. I really do, and I'm not worried about what's coming. What's coming is what's supposed to come. So I'm just going to keep doing what I do, and it's all going to come out. Yeah, well, you, you've introduced us to a new, new name no, not too many people had been talking about, and that is Mackler. We know about Schwerin. You're right, he's probably going to testify soon before the Oversight Committee. Uh, obviously, um, Devin Archer has already done so behind closed doors in a, in a, in a transcribed uh, setting. But uh, it is very, very interesting to see what we learned from Alexander Mackler, and I am very interested to talk to you again. I'll continue to read your Substack, and we'll call on you again when we have a little bit more time so we can get into the more depth of this. But for now, let me just thank you for making us aware and uh and and i wish you the very best thanks bob it's great to talk with you good to talk to you too thank you all right mike mccormick i, I highly suggest reading this particular entry in his Substack, but uh but but kind of peruse it all um this is this is legitimate he has a copy of the hard drive of the laptop from hell the biden family uh, laptop of crimes and uh he is sharing some of that very important information um, and uh, I, I really hope that uh, I really hope that this reaches the right eyes and ears. For now, we'll take a time out at nine fifty-seven. Mark Paoletta will join me after the top of the hour. A biographer of Clarence Thomas used to clerk for Justice Clarence Thomas as well. Clarence Thomas is under the most severe attack from the radical left. Mark Paoletta will give you the facts of those cases coming up on Always Right Radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.